Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to share fellowship. We thank you for the ministry of the Holy Ghost, and we pray that may Christ alone be exalted in our midst, in the name of Jesus. We thank God for this opportunity, and today is our last episode for the series we have been dealing with for the past six weeks. The series titled, Who Told You? And just to do a brief recap, we started from Genesis chapter 3, verse 11. So we just want to read our anchor scripture, the scripture where we coined our title from Adam and Eve fell because the fall of man, in verse 11. But let's start from the verse 10. After God had asked Adam, where are you? This was Adam's response. I heard your voice in the garden, the man answered, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid from you. In the verse 11, God is speaking. He says, who told you that you are naked? God asked, who told you that you are naked? And we established that this question that God asked gave us an idea that everything we do is influenced by somebody or something. It may be a circumstance. We would like to look at Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1. If indeed you will listen to the Lord your God, if indeed you will keep an ear to the Lord your God, and to carry out all his commandments that I'm giving you today, then the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. Moreover, all these blessings will come upon you in abundance if you obey God. And you can read the rest to see all the blessings that Moses was telling him. So Moses is given an idea that the key to prosperity, the key to blessings, the key to greatness, the key to everything that we ever want in this life is to listen to the voice of God. In other words, if it is God who is informing your decisions, then you can be rest assured that your life will be the glory of God. Your life will be an epitome of blessing. Your life will be an epitome of excellence. You'll be the envy of people. It is interesting that we never worried about Abraham's life. In fact, what made Abraham Abraham, what made Abraham the father of many nations is because he listened the voice of God. So our topic is very important. Who is telling you? Who is informing your decision? Who is the governor of your life? And if it is God who governs your life, then you can rest assured that prosperity awaits you. So the key to prosperity actually is not in the degree you hold. It's not in the wife you marry. It's not in the company you work at. The key to prosperity is whose voice you listen to. And actually, just to make our study a bit more interactive, I said in the previous episode that subsequently we'll tackle fleas and casting of lots. But just so that we can feel our audience can partake in what we are doing, I want to put out this question to us that what I want everybody to share with us as many as possible, to share with us their opinion about hearing the voice of God or hearing the leaders of God through fleas and casting of lots. God had told Gideon to do something. And Gideon wanted to be sure that actually it was God who was instructing him. So the Bible said that Gideon told the Lord that if he intends to deliver Israel through me, then I'm putting out a fleece. So it's like, I'm going to put a carpet. Let me put them using layman's there. He told God that I'm putting out a fleece. And the fleece is that I'm going to put a carpet outside. And if indeed what you told me is true, let the carpet be soaked in water and let the ground be dry. So as usual, he put it out, he went to sleep. The following morning when he came, he found exactly like that. And the Bible even says that 
when you squeezed out the fleece, the water that had soaked the fleece was absolutely bucket full. Then the verse said to her, and you don't know God, don't be angry. I want to ask you again, please let me make a test with fleece once again. And this time he told God that, let the ground be wet and let the fleece be dry. So maybe he was assuming that oh, maybe somebody at night came to pour water on his carpet or on his fleece. So he just wanted to be sure that actually it is not an accident, it's not a coincidence, but actually it's God. So this time he told God that if it is you, let the ground be wet and let the carpet be dry. And as usual, he woke up the next morning and it was exactly that happened. So our question to you is that, is it right to put out fleece in discerning the voice of God? So maybe you have Amma and Adwa and Abena, and you want to know which of these ladies is God's will. And you tell God that God, the lady that will call me first on my birthday is the one you have chosen for me. So our question to you is that, is it right to do this? You know what Judas did? And Peter, who we like to call the class prefer to the disciples, spoke out and said that according to the Psalms, we need a replacement for Judas. So they casted Lot. First, they chose some people, they used some criteria to choose some people. And when they casted Lot, like a dice, and it fell on Matthias. So Matthias was chosen to replace Judas. We want to ask, is the casting of Lot an approved way that we, and when I mean we, we born again believers, we in the era of grace, we that we are living now, the body of Christ, as members of the body of Christ, are we, or is it an approved way, that if you want to hear the voice of God concerning something, you just take a dice, like a little dice, and you tell God that God, if I spin the dice, and maybe the number six comes on top, that means you are saying go or not. So we'd like you to share your comments on our Telegram channel. Um, maybe some of you are not part of the channel. Maybe a friend has been sending you the audio. If maybe for one reason or the other, you don't want to join the channel, you can just send your comment or your contribution to your friend. And I believe your friend will be on the channel and your friend can put your contribution. You want to make it as interactive as possible. So we would like to hear what you have to say about the use of fleece and about the casting of lots in hearing from God. And I hope that we have an interesting discussion on our discussion page. And in case you are finding it difficult, if you don't have the link, all you have to do is that you just type daily work with our father on the telegram app and you see the household of the father pop up and you can just touch and join the page. We would appreciate it if you can join our telegram channel and join in with the discussion. So today is our last episode and I and my friends will be sharing with you that we would want as our, if I say our closing remarks or our concluding statement concerning the topic who told you. So we will start with Abena. Abena will just share with us her thoughts on what you have studied so far. Hello everyone. So for about six weeks now, we've been learning about the voice of God, how he speaks to us in diverse ways. And we've all learned that the voice of God brings us joy, peace, and instructs us into righteousness. And the word of God, dreams, visions, the rema, which includes the inner witness and the direct voice of God and prophecy are ways by which God speaks to us. So when we receive a dream, a vision, or an advice from a pastor, a prophecy, etc., I want us to ask ourselves these questions. Does this word bring us peace? Does this word bring us joy? And most importantly, what does the word of God say concerning these things? Scripture is inspired by God. 
So whenever we feel conflicted about a decision, let's not forget to refer to the graphe or the rema for what God wants to say about this. And I also want to advise us to personalize the Holy Spirit for ourselves. Let's make him our friend. Let's surrender our all to him and let's declare total dependence on him and trust him. You will hear his voice. Just trust the Lord and you hear his voice. But be able to hear the voice of God. If you don't believe, you can't be able to hear the voice of God. It will be very difficult for you to actually hear him. So you must have faith for that too. And I also want to talk about fellowshipping with God. So fellowshipping with God. If you're able to fellowship with God, you'll be able to hear his voice more. For example, you live with your mother or your father or maybe a relative for a long time. Immediately the, the person speaks to you. You're able to recognize the voice. So even though in the beginning you might be using the guidelines, it will get to a point you don't even need to ask yourself, does this bring peace? Does this bring joy? Is this word, does it instruct righteousness or anything? Immediately you hear the voice, you're able to know like, you don't even think twice to know that it's the Holy Spirit. And I want to also say that the Spirit and the mind of God carry purpose. So in as much as we've learned so much, I'll advise us to put it into practice because to be able to hear the voice of God, you commit everything to Him. You'll be able to live in His purpose. You'll be able to walk in God's purpose for your life. And as Christians, I believe that's all we want to do. We want to know what God wants us to do, which is our primary purpose. So that, and as Sam said, our primary purpose, if we're able to fulfill our primary purpose, it brings us more prosperity than a degree we've had, riches we've acquired, as long as we've been able to get the purpose of God for us right on this earth, by the time we get to heaven, we know that whatever we've achieved, we've achieved prosperity on earth. So I want us to commit the voice of God in our day-to-day dealings, in every decision that we make. And I believe if we let the voice of God drive our lives, we shall forever be prosperous in everything that we do as well. The places you go, the friends you make, what you eat, what you even wear, and what you pray for, most importantly. God knows it all, even before you say it. So if you have him to be able to guide you in all things, I believe you don't have a problem at all. So let's take these teachings we've touched on very seriously so that we can comfortably walk in God's purpose for our lives, just like we all aspire to do. God bless you all for listening to us. God bless you for sharing with us. You would like to go to Baba. What do you have for us? Okay, and thank you very much. Then I have something small to share concerning what we've learned so far. And from Romans 8, verse 14, it says, And for as many as have led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So I believe that once we be, then we allow the Holy Spirit to come inside to lead us. Once we become born again, once we become children of God. Yeah, so when the Holy Spirit is leading you, definitely He will lead you to hear the voice of God. And then we know how God speaks to us through um, the previous discussions that we've done. That is through His Word, basically through our inner witnesses, dreams, prophecies, etc. So on the dreams, mostly God communicates most of us through our dreams. And then one thing that I learned that really touched me is that God is the interpreter of dreams. 
So usually when you have a dream, you must not be in a haste to burden someone with a dream that you had. Rather, you must go to God first. You must first of all seek what that dream in his word. So maybe when you, when you are not convinced fully about what you found out concerning the nature of the dream, then you go to God personally, you pray to him and all that. And after that, if you are not settled, you can speak to someone who is of a higher spiritual authority concerning the dream that you had. But then we shouldn't be in the habit of always rushing to tell people our dreams and then expecting them to pray concerning it for us or give us the meaning into the dreams we had so out to them make all of us aware that the moment you get a dream don't be in a haste to bother it with someone it's good to tell someone about your dreams because you may not know it's cool but then you should do that only when you've sought for the meaning in the word and then by inquiring from God. Yeah. And I believe that um this series is going to bless us. So let's all keep on listening to it. You can play it over and over again until you are satisfied. Thank you and God bless us all. All right. So thank you very much for this opportunity. I also like to share something more with us. Um, throughout the six weeks, I believe we've gleaned a lot of wisdom from the Word of God. And I just want to add something small to what we've studied so far. So what I really want to stress or hammer on is hearing of the voice of God. I think that is the primary or the sole reason for our study. That's with our title told you. It is always best to go with the voice of God. As we studied last week, it is good to have dreams, it is good to have visions, it is good to have prophecies. But all those are just secondary means through which God speaks to us. And if God went through all the stress for Jesus Christ to come and die for us, all this was done so that he could give us access to himself and thus make us royal priesthood and then a holy nation so i would entreat all of us to cultivate the habit of spending time with god so that we can develop an ear to hear his voice it is very very important that we stay with the lord so that we can hear his voice and also we have to stay but we have to study the scriptures as we study in our first episode, that studying the scriptures will keep us in the zone of hearing the voice of God. So when you study the scriptures, you know who God is and you really hear his voice. So I'll just plead and admonish all of us to stay with God by spending time with the Holy Spirit, paying attention to his inner promptings, and then also studying the word so that we stay in the zone and anytime God speaks to us, hear from you so thank you very much and let's do well to study and stay with the lord amen amen yeah Bene. okay so throughout the beginning of the series i've learned that like abraham we have to be very courageous in order to obey god's voice because sometimes the instructions or the commands god gives us can be um, ridiculous and 
I learned from a man of God that um, delay means disobedience. So when we get to know that this is God speaking to us, we should be willing to obey. We should not delay. And we should remember that even though we are learning about hearing the voice of God, we should know that the blessing is not um, just in the hearing, but then the blessing is in obeying. Amen. Okay. God bless you all for your sharing. We really appreciate it. So I believe all of my friends have shared are all in line with what you have been studying for the past six weeks. So we would like to take this point as our closing remarks on the study, who told you? And I once quoted from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 10, which says that there are, it may be, many kinds of voices in this world, and none of them is without significance. You have different voices, the voice of friends, the voice of family, the voice of circumstances, the voice of money, the voice of the flesh. And all these voices have important roles they play, both positively and negatively. For example, the voice of your flesh. Your flesh will be telling you that it needs water, it needs food. And if you ignore this voice for a period of time, you know what's going to happen. Nevertheless, but you're not always are supposed to listen to the voice of your flesh. Because if you do, you will never fast. If you listen to the voice of the flesh, you will never obey God. If you listen to the words of your flesh, you will never pray. You will never read your Bible. You will never do all these things that are going to build up your spirit, man. And we want to just take a practical look in Acts chapter 37, verse 9, where we see all these voices coming into play. What was about taking a journey? And this story gives us the different kinds of voices that are played when you're about to take a decision. That's in Acts chapter 27, and I've quoted this scripture before. And it's a very practical story of how different voices influence the different choices we make. Acts chapter 27, Acts from the verse 9. I perceive that this voice will be hurt and much damage, not only for the ladies and the sh- but for our lives. So we, I once put that there are many kinds of voices in this world, and none of them is without significance. It has great importance your life negatively or positively. So you have the voice of friends, you have the voice of circumstances, we have the voice of relatives, we have different kinds of voices and each voice has a role to play. For example, the voice of your flesh is not always negative because the voice of your flesh may be telling you that your body food, this statement your flesh is making to you, you know where you end up follow the leading of your flesh. Because you will never fast if you are following your flesh. You will never obey God if you are following your flesh. You will never read your Bible if you are following your flesh. So there are times we need to know when to follow the leadings of our flesh and when to follow the leadings of God. Now, in Acts chapter 27, the verse 9, Paul was a prisoner and they were transporting him by ship to another place. And there was, so let me just read the verse 10. Paul made this statement and he says, I perceive that this boy would be hurt and much damage, not only for the ladies in the ship, but for our lives. And the centurion believed their master and the owner of the ship more than the things that Paul spoke. So now the centurion decided to listen to the voice of the master of the ship and the owner of the ship than that of Paul. We all will have choices to make every decision we will make in life. We will decide who we will listen to. So maybe when it's about deciding who you would marry, will you listen to the voice of circumstance? Maybe because he appeals to you physically. Or you listen to the voice of your parents, maybe because they are from the same tribe. Or you listen to the voice of money because she's from a wealthy background. 
So you see how different voices play a role in the decisions we take. And it's important that in all these decisions we take, the voice of God would have the preeminence. Now, one important voice that I've left out for this occasion is the voice of creation. The voice of creation. Now, let's look at Psalm 19, verse 1. It's an important voice. Psalm 19, the verse number 1 and the verse number 2. It says that the heavens be the glory of God. It handy work. Today utter speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. The verse 3. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Now, if you also read in 1 Corinthians 11, the 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, the A part, it says that does not nature itself teach you? So that means that nature or creation also speaks to us. We can learn several things from creation. And let's just take an example. From even mouth goes or a male dog goes after a female dog. This one, you don't need to hear an audible voice from heaven before you know this. Because the voice of creation, or creation itself, teaches you. Another voice, or another thing that creation can teach you, is that everything has times and seasons. So life is in time and seasons. Because the sun and the moon do not shine at the same time in a particular area. So even creation will teach you that everything has its time and season. Another thing that creation will teach you, given. So the day a tree stops giving fruit, the tree is useless. The day the sun stops giving light and heat, the sun is useless. The day the sea stops giving us fish, the sea is useless. So giving is even taught by creation. Another thing that creation will teach us is order. Because everything in creation has a particular order it follows. And your life cannot be in disorder. You must know when to do something. Everything has a particular season. And all these things, we can learn them from creation. You don't need a voice from heaven to come and tell you, give. Because even creation teaches you that the sun exists. Or the day the sun stops giving out light and heat, the sun begins to die off. So, brethren, we should understand that there are many voices in your life. And the key to discerning the voice of God is one. You need to be able to recognize other voices when they are speaking to you. And two, after you have recognized these voices, you must learn to lower the volume of these voices in your life. So I give the example of choosing a certain affinity for ladies that belong to a particular tribe. So because of the circumstance that the lady belongs to a particular tribe, that is why you want to go and marry her. So that's the voice of circumstance. Then maybe she's from a rich background, so that's the voice of money. And maybe your parents are telling you that, Oh, their parents are from a rich background and they want connection. So these are all different voices that are giving you suggestions. So what you should do is that you should be able to recognize when the voice of your flesh is speaking. You should be able to recognize when the voice of your parents are speaking. You should be able to recognize when the voice of money is speaking. That is what you'll be able to lower down the volume of these voices in order to hear the voice of God. Because most often than not, the voice of God is the one that you would least hear during the day. The voice of God is mostly silent. So you always hear the voice of circumstance bombarding you. All these voices are always talking to you. But in order to hear the voice of God, He's mostly that still small voice in your heart. And I would like to leave these five or six points with you as we close the docket on our topic, Who Told You? And the first thing I would like to leave with you is that have a good conscience. 
Now we see that in Romans chapter 9, verse 1, Paul makes a very interesting statement. He says this, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bearing me with the Holy Ghost. And one way to maintain a good conscience is, you, you remember he said, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. Most believers lie to themselves. And because we lie, our conscience are unable to be receptive to the voice of God. So he says that my conscience bury me with the in the Holy Ghost. You see, you should be honest with yourself when it's the voice of your flesh that is speaking to you. You should be honest with yourself when you are doing the particular program that you or the particular program you chose in university. It's not necessarily because that's where God is telling you, but maybe because you see that after school you'll be able to get a job. You should be honest with yourself. But because many people have lied to themselves and they have lied to the extent that their conscience is no more or their conscience is dead, their conscience is no more alive. So the Holy Ghost is able to bear witness with their conscience. Stop living a pretense life. It's not worth it. Do not normalize lies. Because whoever tells a lie, you make yourself a property of the devil. Second thing I want to tell us that is we should develop the attitude or the act of learning to wait on God alone in silence. I remember I shared this in one of the episodes that mostly once a year, sometimes I do a week fast, sometimes days or whatever else I perceive to do. But I don't want to give, it's not something that is strict, but our advice, as if for nothing at all, once a year, get at least three or five days where you spend quality time in God's presence, waiting on Him. And what does it mean? You don't spend time with your phone. Maybe, maybe depending, maybe you're not privileged to be, you may be in a, in a, in a two-bedroom house and you share a room with plenty siblings. Or you may not really have the luxury of your space alone. So sometimes you should be able to take, what I, I personally like to take walks in the morning. So maybe when you wake up at 6 a.m. in your neighborhood, you get a good music on, and just walking and thinking about your life, reflecting about your life, God will speak to you. And I like to do this sometimes. You see, I don't want to give you what I do, but you should look at your schedule. Sometimes Saturday morning, depending on your schedule, maybe Saturday morning, make it a habit. And every Saturday morning around 6.30 or 5 a.m., you just take a stroll. If you don't have the luxury of being in a room alone where you can spend time with God, you should make it a habit of like the program to leave the university, like which school to go to, and obviously who to go and where. These are important decisions that you must be sure that it is God that is leading you. Many of us like to outsource this responsibility to profit. So for example, it is your birthday, and instead of you to discipline yourself and get periods where you wait on God, you just take a seat and go to profit, and go to profit A or profit B. Prophet, what is God saying concerning my life? No, no, and no again. Stop outsourcing your responsibilities to prophets. So when it's your baby, say, hey, prophet, I've come home. I'm 30 years old. What is God saying concerning this new season of my life? No. Learn to have regular periods in which you wait on God. Ideally, I would advise that once a week, get about one or two hours alone with God. Please, it's very important. You begin to develop your senses to be able to pick up signals from God easily. The third thing I want us to note is that Never ignore the signs and the symptoms that go on inside of you, especially when it comes to choosing a life party. Do not ignore the signs and the symptoms in your spirit. When you're about to take a decision, when you're about to start a business venture, when you're about to apply for a particular job, do not ignore the signs God gives you because 
you can miss a sign and you would end up taking a wrong decision that would affect you for the rest of your life. And I would like to end with the scripture we have once quoted in Proverbs 3 that says that trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I know we have heard this scripture so many times, but I want to just use this scripture to draw two important points in being able to discern the voice of God. The first thing that the Bible says that do not lean on your own understanding. So maybe you have an understanding that, hey, for me, we must have sex before we get married. How will I know we are compatible in bed? How will I know she's the right one for me? She must satisfy me. What you are doing is that you are leaning on your own understanding. So whenever people make such decisions, they are, they are, they are, they are telling God that he's foolish because God has instituted marriage. And God has restricted sex only to marriage. But they are telling God that, no, God, when you're making this decision, you were, you were in the past. You were not updated. You need to update yourself. So you need to update your program. No, what you are doing is that you are leaning towards your own understanding. But Proverbs is saying that do not lean towards your understanding, but rather lean on God, rather lean on the graphene. So if the Bible says that sex is restricted to marriage, lean towards that direction. Another thing that I want us to note is that, let me use, Romans chapter 12 verse 21. Paul says that do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So somebody offends you and you have an opportunity to also pay back the person. In fact, in double. The Bible is saying that do not lean on your own understanding. No, don't lean on your own understanding. But rather lean on the word of God. And the word of God is saying that do not let evil overcome you, but rather overcome evil with good. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. If the Bible says that do not be unequally used, don't tell him that eh, there are Christians who are not even good attitudes. There are Christians who are like this. There are Christians who are proud. There are Christians who are like It's true there are Christians like that. But that doesn't give you the license to date an unbeliever. Say, oh, he's scary. He gives me attention. He has a good job. What you are doing is leaning towards your own understanding. I'm not saying go and marry a believer who is proud. When marry a believer who is arrogant, when marry a believer who, who doesn't respect authority, no. I'm saying that the first thing you should check out in somebody is if the person submits to the authority of God, if the person is a Christian. Do not lean to your own understanding. And he says that in all your ways, acknowledging, I remember we, we use the scripture to pray, but I would like to re-emphasize it. He says that in all your ways, acknowledging, and he will do what he will direct your path. It's amazing. I like to call God Chief Organa because God has a particular skill that He's able to arrange the different aspects of your life towards a particular end. And it's amazing. I, I can't go without using the story of Joseph, the Old Testament, as in the son of Jacob. You know, you know the story how his brothers sold him to slavery, how Potiphar's wife lied on him, how even after he had interpreted the dream of the buckler and the baker, and the buckler forgot him for two whole years. So what the brothers didn't recognize, and what Joseph recognized was that when his brothers were hating him, it was God's arrangement. When his brothers put him in the pit, it was God's arrangement. When his brothers showed him to Egypt, it was God's arrangement. When Potiphar's wife wanted to sleep with him, it was God's arrangement. I think to encourage you this evening, that many a times they look like there are so many closed doors in your life. If you remember the story of Hannah, the Bible says, and God closed the womb of Hannah. It wasn't the devil who closed the womb. There are many doors that God is closing in your life. 
is because he's directing you to a particular end. God is speaking to your path. So you read that acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I gave the example of an airport. So you can follow on that episode. I think the episode two or the episode three. When I talk about how in an airport the tunnels have been organized in such a way that from the time you alight from the from the plane to the exit, your path has been directed for you. God has a way of directing your path as long as you acknowledge him. And you see, sometimes he will break your heart. Sometimes he will close the door. There's a particular job that you think that is a, is a job of your dream. You apply, you have all the requirements, yet still they won't pick you. For you have finished school for about three or four years and you have been applying for jobs and nothing seems to come your way. God is orchestrating the events of your life as long as you acknowledge him. So Paul tells us that do not mind high things, but condescend to men of low estate. And when you look at them, you look like him. Maybe they are father that when they come to you, you are looking for a job. You know, we have a way of looking at people. We have a way of like the first thing you look at is a person from a wealthy background. You look at is the person having connections, is the person beautiful, is the person this or that. But Paul is saying that do not mind high things, but learn to con- condescend to people of low estate. It's interesting how God saved the life of a prophet through a widow who was broke, a widow who was going to eat her last meal. And she was the one that God had chosen to sustain the prophet. There are many relationships that God is bringing your way. But because you are looking at high things, because you are looking to be friends with a son of an MP or a minister or a CEO, you are closing your eye. You are unable to, to perceive the leadings of God. That is why Jesus said that, there are people who have eyes but cannot see. There are people who have ears but they cannot hear. You must be able to see the leadings of God. And God does that through directing your path. God does that through directing your path. I want us to remember this script. Trust in the Lord. Do not lean towards your own understanding and acknowledge Him. And one day you look back at your life just as Joseph did and say that you meant it for evil, but all these closed doors, it was God who was instructing me. It was God who was directing my path. I want us to spend some time in prayer. We have learned so many things from our first episode to our second episode. We want to give you some time to tell God anything that you have heard. There's no particular prayer topic. We want to pray to God that may we never miss His will for our life. May we never miss His promptings. May we never miss his direction. May we give heed to the Spirit. May we not be like the centurion who listened to the voice of the master of the ship instead of listening to the voice of Paul who was hearing from God. May we never miss the leadings of God. May we never miss the promptings of God. May we never put the voice of friends above the voice of God. May we never put the voice of our family above the voice of God. May we never put the voice of money above the voice of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for grace. We always keep an ear for you. Father, we ask that may we never miss your leading. May we never miss your promptings. May we never miss your direction because we know that if we would hearken unto the Lord your God, you would bless us. You would lead us in the path of righteousness. We know that if we listen to you, even though us as now, there are many doors that are closed in our life, but we know that you are leading us. Father, we acknowledge you in our finances. We acknowledge you in our relationships. We acknowledge you in our career. We acknowledge you in every part of our life. 
though we may not see the end of the tunnel now, but we know that you are orchestrating the events of our life. Just as one day Joseph slept a prisoner and woke up the prime minister, so we know that you are arranging the things of our life. Just as one day David slept as a rejected shepherd boy and he woke up as the king of Israel. So we know that you are also leading and you are also speaking to our path. We know that all things are working together for our good. We may be sad because of the closed door. We may be sad because he broke our heart. We may be sad because somebody lied to us and the person broke your heart. He took you for granted. We know that all our failed relationships, it is you that is orchestrating the events of our life. Some of you are so angry with God that, that you allowed this or you fell for a particular guy. You gave the guy your best, yet still he left you for another lady. It was the leading of God. It was God's way of drawing your mind to the fact that he is not the one ordained for you. So sometimes, but at that present moment, it may look painful. You may have applied for several jobs and all of them don't keep picking you and you are angry and you are bitter. Maybe you have first class and somebody who had a lower class is getting the job you did not get and you may be bitter at God but Peter I came to tell you that as long as you acknowledge God he is directing your path he is the chief organizer he is leading you in the path of righteousness and one day you look back and say indeed all things were working together for our good father we thank you that you love us with an everlasting love never keep silent over our lives may we never miss your signal and grant us the energy, Lord, to obey you. Because we know most often than not, your instructions will sound ridiculous to people. But that is the key to our success. We thank you so much and we appreciate you. In the name of our Lord Jesus. We thank you for being with us for this sixth episode. And you are believing God for grace that we will continue sharing things with you through this podcast. And we encourage you to subscribe to the channel, to invite friends, and to join in the discussion. Because we believe that God is renewing our mind through His Word. And never forget that the blessing comes in doing the Word. God bless you, and we see you next week for a new and exciting scene anticipated. Give God your best, and owe no man nothing but love. Bye-bye.